Liverpool FC is hot as hell. United, Tottenham, Arsenal. Watch my lips and I will spell. Cause they don't just play, but they can rap as well. My idea was it to build Liverpool into a bastion of invincibility, you know, like... Napoleon had that idea, he would conquer the bloody world. Well, welcome uh, to Not Just a Matter of Life and Death, which is uh, a Liverpool podcast which we're making today with these microphones and doing this. Uh, alongside me here is Paul Sinner. Hello, Paul. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm, I'm very good. Um, you um, are very reliably told you're a Liverpool fan as well. A massive Liverpool fan, yeah. You know what we should do? We should just like talk about being Liverpool fans and that, and that would be... Apparently, pass for a podcast. Let's just do that. <laughs> Let's just do that. Let's sort of get on with that. And um, I'd like to, this podcast today comes in association with Eric Mayer, Isfand Cosma, and Brian Kettle. Any of those names um, familiar? You're familiar with at all, Paul? No, none whatsoever. No, ever. Well, they are all dreadfully poor ex Liverpool players that uh, never never really appeared very much in the first team. But um, I've stuck in my mind, which is. Um, quite depressing um, anyway so I, what I wanted to say was um, talk to you about when you first became a Liverpool fan and why that why that strange disease became upon you because I think you're you're because you're from Luton or somewhere ridiculous I was born in Luton though. but I'm not really from Luton I'm a South Londoner through and through I was right. only in Luton for a couple oh, of well, years oh well that explains your Liverpool support then it, yeah it, absolutely <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm everybody's favourite type of fan a London fan that supports a northern team I mean we're, we're a lovable species um, I the first game I ever watched was the Liverpool Man United 77 Cup final uh, and everyone in my family was supporting Man United so I decided to support Liverpool and they all mocked me when Liverpool lost I cried after that game did you? yeah because that's the, obviously the year we won the league and we also won the European Cup and I just thought we were going to clean up and I wept and I was old enough because I'm I'm 41 now, so I was old enough to know I shouldn't really be crying at it, but I cried. Yeah, it was awful. And Jimmy Case scored a brilliant goal, a worthy did, yeah. worthy of any of any cup final. And um, yeah, I cried at that. I'm not I'm not proud of that. Well, I don't I, I don't know what happened in 12 months, but I cried when we lost the League Cup final to Nottingham Forest the following year. So I don't know quite what happened to me at the age of seven. We're not coming. We're not coming across here. Is, is, is quite. Um, you know, uh, <coughs> aggressive um, football type fans Me, who are weeping at, um, at that sort of thing. But I remember my, my I think I, I, I turned Liverpool about 1974. 74 Cup final was the first game I ever remember. Liverpool against Newcastle, mm-hmm. the great uh, Super Mac final. Uh, Malcolm McDonald had been giving it the big I am. Right. And then we absolutely murdered them. Three And. Terry McDermott played on the other. Uh, played for Newcastle, if I remember correctly, and uh, that was it. At that point, was um, I think uh, Keegan played an astonishing game there, and then the second game I remember was the Charity Shield against against Leeds. I think it was the same. Maybe it might be the other way around, but against Leeds, uh, were Bremner and Keegan both got sent off. Yep, that's. Is, have you seen the Damned United? I have it's seen the Damned United. Very well portrayed. Isn't Beautifully it? done. Not yeah. as good as the book, though. No, uh, very different from the book. Very different. There, there was, there's no wheelbarrows full of cash in the in I, the film. I, I don't remember the book. book. I don't remember the book reading really like a light-hearted comedy, to be honest. <laughs> with you. Um, 
but I, when I was a when I was a kid, because uh, um, my dad was an Everton fan, my dad's Scottish, and he was a Celtic and Everton fan, and uh, so there's there is actual photographic proof of me in an Everton shirt, um, but I was probably probably too young to remember. I did, I had no idea what I was going into. Those sort of photographs should not be should be taken when you were vulnerable like that, um, and. Um, but I and then Liverpool's um, winger at the time was um, Ian Callaghan. His name's Ian, and so was mine. So therefore, he became my hero. And um, also, fortunately, he was number eleven. And at the time, it's not like now you have your newfangled numbers and all that. Um, at the time, it was much easier for you on your parents uh, if you. Um, liked a player who had a sort of single upright letter so then they didn't have to cut out letters oh, right, so okay. my mum used to like, like Wonderweb and he was a number 11 so it was quite an easy job there so if you were a number 8 if you supported number 8 you were in right <laughs> trouble but um, fortunately at the time Keegan was the Keegan and Dalglish were the, were the fans so I spent a lot of time being um, in Callaghan or I had a goalkeeping top again number 1 Ray Clements that was fine there was you know, less, less work for my mum how, um, how did your dad deal with your desertion was he alright about it, yeah, he seemed to be fine about it. I think he had, you know, he had lots of other alcoholism problems and all that sort of thing. But <laughs> let's not let's mm. let's not dwell on that um, uh, uh, because that, yeah, might upset my family. Um, and then and then talking to my dad, I remember. I don't know whether I went to see either a, a testimonial or um, a pre-season friendly, and Liverpool played against Celtic. And at the time, I imagine probably Celtic was still quite a big deal then. You know, I'm sure lots of, lots of Celtic fans <laughs> listen to this saying, they've got you quite a big deal still, but they were, and they're not now, let's be honest. And um, and we played them, and I think they beat us something like 3-0. And I, and I must have been, I don't know, what was it, 6 or 7, something like that. I said it was 41, and I'm throwing my maths out. But um, I remember I was losing, and we turned into my dad at that young age saying, I hope you drop dead. That's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? That's really, really awful, um, and uh, so. But I don't know whether we were actually actually at Celtic Park or whether we were at Anfield. I don't know. I just remember it being a really big place. <laughs> and I, Could guess- have been the San Siro. I'm guessing your dad wasn't an alcoholic until that point. No, I think I probably I think I probably turned responsibility in. on your shoulders. Um, yeah. We won't dwell on that though. No, like, I've already said I'm not going to dwell on that, Paul. And if you stop taking it back to that, I'd, I'd be I'd be most I'd be most I'd be most grateful. Um, and then one of my first experiences going away to watch Liverpool was uh, I went on the train to I went to see Liverpool against Sheffield Wednesday, and I remember we beat we thoroughly hammered Sheffield Wednesday. And now coming back, I remember I remember just the terrifying nature of being on the train with all these really drunken Liverpool fans which you know I always my theory about Liverpool fans is that where they are the best Liverpool fans are the best fans ever in the world the worst Liverpool fans are the worst scum in the world <laughs> you know it, we, you know we're good at being scum and then um, and then just these men just being terrifyingly um, you know aggressive and drunk but kind of nice in a strange way but I remember us stopping at Manchester Piccadilly Station on the way home back to Liverpool and loads of blokes getting off this is about half past midnight loads of boats getting off the train going yeah, come on man come on man and then the doors closing again and then get back on again and off the way it's just completely <laughs> pointless hatred um, 
so what was the first game you ever went to Paul can you remember yeah it was actually uh, the 1986 FA Cup final don't know if you remember that uh, Liverpool Everton yeah and funny you talk about Liverpool fans I remember being on the tube being racially abused by Liverpool fans <coughs> thinking hmm, yeah you're spoiling the magic here yeah. um, happy times it, happy times but uh, it, was, it was a great game as you know and uh, a great experience it was fantastic Hopefully that's sort of gone, that element of um, of uh, Liverpool sport, has it not? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to think so. But do you know what? If, if I spend my life letting it occupy my mind, then you don't enjoy... You, they win. That's, it's as simple yeah. as that. So I, I try not to think about that. I remember when John Barnes started playing and we played against Everton. That was really unpleasant. And it they, was. They yes. started chucking bananas and all that. That was real, really, really unpleasant. Anyway, let's dwell on. Let's not dwell on racism, Paul. Any, any other, <laughs> any, any, any other points I might, I might, I might take you back, bad places I want to take you back to. Um, uh, should we talk about the Champions League game, which is happening tomorrow night uh, as we speak? Um, uh, and we're playing against some Hungarian team called Debrecen. Is it? Is Debrecen? Has anybody in the room ever heard of Debrecen? I'd, I'd, I'd is it Debrecen? Debrecen could be Debrecen, could Debrechen. be. Yeah, but we're all looking around, saying, nodding as if that sounds like a better pronunciation. Um, it's actually Hungary's second biggest city, which surprised me because I've never heard. Apparently, of it. they're playing quite. They're, they're a decent side, and they're but they're new to the Champions League, and they're the sort of like they're kind of the the, the Man City of um, Hungary. Apparently, they're quite, and they've got one really decent player whose name I didn't note down, but um, but who's out injured. So excellent. Uh, so we're at home. One would imagine we'll win that. Well, it's. I had a look today. They're twenty-eight to one to win, which are pretty amazing odds for a Champions League tie. I think it's fair to say twenty-eight to one. <coughs> so if we, it might be worth a bet, Paul. If, if we don't win, um, uh, it's going to be pretty shocking. Yeah, um, well, it might be worth them throwing it, putting a few quid on, and then beating them away at Hungary. In Hungary, man. <laughs> Is Matt Letizia? It's there? just. A, it's just an. Oh, Robelar might be. Though that was none of that was proven. <laughs> Um, uh, so and then in the rest of the group we've got Leon and Fiorentina so uh, it's a walk in the park isn't it even with our third team we should be able to take it, that it, it looks fairly straightforward to be fair I mean it's what we do well in it Champions League these days and I shouldn't imp- touch wood I don't imp- I'm not I think that's melamine yeah well you know uh, I'm not anticipating any problems we, just, we, we play a lot better in Europe than we used to I think it's fair to say um, and is that to do with Rafa do you think just last year against Real Madrid it just kind of clicked didn't it we just started playing proper football we beat them 4-0 it's amazing I know. it was brilliant that week it, it's hard to know whether it just happened by accident or, or, no. or, or, by, or by good management but we started to play proper football this part of me thinks that that, that last season was the best chance we were going to have for a long long time because I, I think we were towards the end of that last season we were really really good and I think we're not going to be that good anymore. <laughs> Just because we've got, because we had that. Although Robbie Keane was not brilliant when he came, he was at least an, a plan B. And you know, lest we forget, we beat Man United four 0 but we also beat them. Was it two 0 We beat them uh, at home, and uh, we didn't have Gerard or Torres for that game. Mm. Um, although we did have Alonso and Keane. Now, if Gerard and Torres are out, uh, you know, God forbid, what's our plan B? Oh, you know we don't have one. Our plan B is um, our plan B is to hope and pray, and remember that our 2005 team was the worst team of 11 players ever to pick up a Champions League trophy, and remember that miracles happen. But I think, to be fair, everybody's in the squad is up their game. I mean, I don't think we're as reliant on Gerard and Torres as we used to be. I, don't I know. think virtually all the players in the squad are are players in improvement, 
as opposed to regression. Some of them have got further to go than others. No, though, some of them have got a lot further to go than others. And <coughs> I, don't, I don't think Voronin's ever quite going to make it, is he? But um, well, they're, they're, that he make, he makes. I mean, I know he's an easy he's an easy person to have go at, as is as is Lucas, and as sort of was Kite, but he seems to have turned that around now. But um, that he does make strange choices, and and he, he does persevere with players that you don't think you can see anything in. Like Ungo is another easy person to have a go at, but to me, Ungo looks just basically looks like an eleven year old boy with his first first day at secondary school he looks, look, just looks embarrassed to be there he has no confidence whatsoever I'm sure he's a great you know he's called, picked up a couple of goals and he's got a lovely touch in that but he looks absolutely terrified and I just think well, that sh- if that's your you know if him and, and Vorin and our, our you know our plan B strikers I just don't understand why why we spent you know all that money on a full back when when there's, there's obviously there's an obvious space there we need we, you know we, that well, we need another none of it makes sense at the same time Liverpool spent most of last well the second half of last season scoring goals for fun yes so this is and it we- must be fun let's be honest <laughs> this scoring is, all them goals that must be really good fun and this is the weird thing with Liverpool and you have it this, this season already is that most teams have got an inkling or a feeling as to how their team are going to do this season yeah. already based on early results I think Liverpool fans haven't got a clue. Well, they keep saying that we we only lost two games last season. We've lost two already, but I just think we're just getting that out of the way. And um, and then the other people keep saying, well, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that Liverpool lost um, games last season that's the problem. It's because Liverpool drew all the games um, last well, season. What so what I'm hoping we're going to do is going we're going to lose all those games that we drew, and therefore that will turn it all round. Um, well, last season we beat all the good teams and struggled to beat the weaker teams, and this season's been the opposite thus far. Where we've cruised the easier games and lost to Villa and Spurs, so so let's put your balls on the table. Uh, where we're going to finish this year? Do you think? Uh, first, um, in the sense that I always hope for the best. I think it's going to be tricky for us this season, mainly because of uh, <coughs> the improvements that Spurs and Man City uh, have had. I think we're going to have to play really well just to finish. It's not. It's not going to be a cruise. I mean, Arsenal managed to finish in the top four losses without really getting into their stride or playing particularly well I don't think that's going to be possible this season I still I, think that I, I think they're third. still short of something I think um, United uh, are much weaker this year I think um, although it makes me do, I find it very hard to say his name I don't think Michael Owen was the greatest um, <laughs> buy in the world because I, I think he'll get odd, the odd goal and stuff but but um, he's a good man know, to have on the bench though isn't he he, he, he is but you know Lest we forget how terrible he was for Newcastle, he was really, really awful and did a lot of damage to to his um, reputation. Not quite as much damage as reputation as signing for Manchester United, a former <laughs> Liverpool captain signed for Manchester United. It's a disgrace, absolute disgrace. I think, uh, although it will be an unpleasant thing to say in this room, I think Spurs will fall away because, as they always do, um, um, and I. But I do think Chelsea, of course, are, are, are incredibly powerful because they are incredibly wealthy. <laughs> and uh, similarly, I think Man City will surprise some people. I think Man City will be right up there because I think they've just got so many good players already. And and as I was saying earlier on before we came on that, I don't think they. I know mean, I think Hughes is an all right manager, but I don't think they really need such a brilliant manager because if you get that, take their first eleven, I think they could. It's really good, and I think they can challenge. Yeah, there are a lot of egos in that squad, though, aren't there? As as the weekend has proven. Yeah, but don't and they all want to win? And you do need a good manager to 
keep that in check especially when there are players not making the first team who are very good international players it's quite a good thing to uh, quite a good thing for them to have rather than what they used to have which was pretty much Stephen Ireland and nobody else I mean I I think you know the old thing where people say that you know you can't buy a team and you to win a league I think it's rubbish I think because Chelsea have done it and they've done it very successfully I think Man City if they don't you know I think they'll get very close this year and they'll certainly win some silverware and I think next year they'll win it just because they can they can afford to buy it all it's the ruination of football I give up why are we bothering really Um, but um, but if if uh, if you um, if you'd before the the window closed Paul what would you what have you what would you have spent your money on what do you think we need we definitely need better flank players um, I like Ben Ayun. He's not a flat player anymore now. He's mm. he's our plan B. Yeah. Uh, drop Gerard into central midfield and play him behind Torres. I think you've got you've got a very good little plan B there. Uh, and we've got Dirk <coughs> Coit playing on on the right, which is not yeah, I- not ideal. But to be fair, what, he hasn't got an ideal position, has he? To be no. honest, because he's because he, he, he's sort of a, an average player play, playing above himself. And working really hard, and we all enjoy the fact that he works really, really hard. And bless him. And um, and uh, I, di- I didn't used to like him, but I, 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 he's, won- he's actually finally won me over as well. Um, I'm much the same. I didn't like him at all, and he's, I think he's been brilliant. And I'm hoping Lucas will do the of- same for me. Bless him. I do feel really sorry for Lucas because I think he, you know, he, everybody's gone. Oh no, we're not having to play him now. Alonso's gone, are we? Oh my God, he's he's useless. He's, but he is he is a Brazilian, you know, international. He's he's captain of the Brazilian twenty uh, under twenty ones. You know, admittedly, he's the least Brazilian Brazilian player I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. But I've got a theory in that is just that you know the the pre, didn't Dunga used to be the captain of Brazil mm-hmm. and yeah. Dunga's kind of a really European player he's like a proper clogger well, central midfield player and actually it's quite an unusual player in Brazilian football so I'd imagine that's that's what he's well Lucas he's, has gone on record this week hasn't he he's saying it's alright I'm going to get better which is quite a bra- <laughs> which is quite a brave thing to yeah. do I think is to just face face <laughs> the, the truth that people have been having a go at you yeah. I think that takes quite a lot of balls yeah whatever you're saying I'm going to be better than that so you know, yeah you could you just hold on a minute stop criticising me well, this seems to be Liverpool's new you plan. know that you know when I was rubbish I'm not going to be like that anymore I'm going to be a bit better than that that's that's what S. Van Cosby should have should have done well Liverpool's um, new plan seems to be some sort of uh, negative thinking in general we normally start the season with Jamie Carragher and Steven Gerrard say yeah this is going to be our year if we get things together it's going to be a year we've already had Pepe Reina going nah it's not, not this season did he really say that or did he say it's quite unlikely we could probably which is you it's, know it's, it's odd talk though isn't it you wouldn't see boxers saying that <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't see someone uh, lining up to fight Oscar de la Hoya going well you know he's clearly better than me <laughs> look at his record I'm, 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 and I'll be can, lucky to land a punch can you sh- shine any light on the uh, the babble issue because because we when we bought him he was, he was like the future of Dutch football and he was scoring goals of fun and was going to be brilliant and that and there's something gone there's something not right there I don't I don't know what it is because when he comes down he doesn't seem interested which you know that that might, might be star you know Chris Waddle never looked really that interested but he was a good player um he just and then he well he never gets played up, up front you know he, but basically if he, if you've got 
you're taking Torres off and you've got Babel on the bench you imagine you put you put Babel up front because he's, he's like a centre forward <laughs> but he's never played centre forward ever for us And but they put Ongo up there <laughs> get, who uh, uh, you know earlier on I said he, he, he looks like a child um uh, what what is it? What's what's going on with her? What's wrong with her? Do you know what I like Babel? Uh, but for the life of me, I don't know why, and I can't really, <laughs> and I can't really explain it. There seems to be something about him. He looks like he's he's going to flourish at some point. He's in got the next, it in him. He's definitely got it in. In him. the next two or three years, he's going to blossom into a truly world class footballer. But I have no idea in which country he's going to be and for, for which club he's going to be playing when it happens. Um, we. We, you know, we rarely started with him last season. I think that affected his confidence. He was, you, he was always given ten, fifteen minutes when we were one nil down already, and I think that I felt that he was playing under a lot of pressure a lot last season. He was always the go-to man when we were in all kinds of trouble, uh, and I'd like to see us starting with him more to see if he can make an impact. That being said, when we did start with him, he was hopeless. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. So, it's, so it's kind of ruins your uh, well, it's, theory. It's, it's, uh, well, it's just different. No, it's a good theory. He's, he's clearly uh, got talent. This is yeah. the thing. He's clearly got talent, but I have no idea why he's not utilising it. And it's, it's the Stan Collymore situation. And it's probably it? players like Babble who've got a lot of skill. Players but like Babble. Yeah, who've yeah. got a lot of skill, but not that much end product. Yeah, um, is they can be extremely frustrating to watch. What do you think about our our two exciting um, purchases over the? Um, the transfer window Glenn Johnson of course and then that elderly Greek gentleman were playing at centre half who who, um, <laughs> who, who, um, who I just don't I, he, he seems to me a sort of uh, um, you know I don't understand why we get you get rid of Sammy Hoopier if you're going to bring in somebody who who's I mean he looks older than Sammy Hoopier I mean I'm sure he, he was very good when he was fit but he's, it just seems peculiar. He's, he, uh, why, why would you do that? There must be all the centre halves available. You could do you have know brought what? in. I, I, I can't understand ninety five percent of anything that Rafa Benitez has done since he came to the team, since he came to Liverpool, and yet he's brought us to Champions League. And the last season, he's got us playing the best football yes. we've done this decade. Um, so he clearly knows something, and I'm prepared to defer to him for the moment. And go, he's seen something in this Greek guy. I'm trusting him. I don't get it. Uh, Glenn Johnson, I think, is a good buy. Uh, and he's been great, Glenn Johnson. Yeah. To be fair, since he's played, I mean, for England yes. the, other, the other week he was rubbish. Was it Slovenia, I think it was. He was rubbish, but um, actually, um, for, for Liverpool, he's been absolutely fantastic. And uh, I mean, you know, does he need to defend really? You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I'm quite happy for us because we've got Mascherano, who who is the best is best defensive midfield player in the world. He's sort of another defender. So how many defenders do you need? Let's just, you know. I mean, and I think I think um, Skirt will now fit because he was brilliant in an international this week. So you know you've got him. Carragher will eventually get up to speed, but you know he's a bit elderly now. Um, so you've 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 got at least two centre defenders there. Mm. Um, you know that that should well, be all right should be all right by the end of it all. By the end apart of the from losing. Alonso, we're essentially the same team who played brilliantly for the last fifteen or so games last season. Um, so, it's so midfield-wise, we got we got rid of him. Who who are, controversially, I would say, was probably is and was our best central midfield player, even beyond Gerrard. Although 
now we've got rid of him what what is your central midfield partnership then Aquilani to me I, I you know I've seen a little bit of him again YouTube but you know <laughs> um, you know and he said he t- tend you know tends to be very good but injured a lot of the time you know how how do you mix and match that in, in midfield? Well, it's a massive hole, isn't it, that Alonso's left there? Well, he's saying that. For, for, last season he was brilliant. The season before that he was rubbish, to be honest. So, so you know, yeah. I mean, we uh, we've done without him before when he's gone. He's gone missing for you know. And we've done without Gerard, and we've done without Torres. Yeah. It's, it's, it, we can do it. Um, I, I, I honestly, I think the. The, the chess pieces are there it's if we can play with the self-belief that we had for the last 15 games last season any, I think anything's possible that's the thing and uh, um, gentlemen lady uh, listeners if you'd like to email in um, email in or we've got this Twitter newfangled Twitter thing you can do um, information to us as well uh, the email is life and, life and death which is all one word at playbackmedia.co.uk or twitter twitter.com forward slash lfc life and death um, uh, um, <laughs> life and death. It's a Shankly thing. It's yeah, not, it's yeah. Not, but don't, when, don't, when you contract it down to that, it sounds like yeah, a very well, morbid apparently, podcast. Apparently, there, there's some sort of rules. You can't have too much on the. Um, but again, I've, I've clearly made a, a title too long, and I apologise to everybody for that. <laughs> um, We've got a mi- a maximum of 140 characters, Fine. which is. Well, uh, well, then the same number of players that there are in our squad. Yeah, but most of them are on loan. Um, the other thing that depressed me recently was um, Nemeth got went out on loan. Now Nemeth is my is my. Are you familiar with Nemeth? He's our Hungarian Hungarian fella um, who is who. Although he's been he was injured last season, but um, but when he was fit, was banging in goals for reserves like no bus- nobody's business. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Nobody's business. Um, and now he's gone out on loan, and you think, well, that's annoying because you know we would have had somebody on the bench who could score goals then and. Uh, that uh, my, my big big depression on on the way on the way here was thinking well actually Gerald's getting old and Carroll's getting old as the heartbeat of the team's getting old where where's the new blood coming um, from mine was the weather but I arrived a couple of hours which, after you which which to be fair is awful it is absolutely it's awful. really awful so yeah. that's that's a weather report we've done there Gerald's not technically getting old at the moment though to be fair yeah but you can <laughs> see him you know you could see what, if his engine goes then you know, that's his pretty much under. 100% of what you know he's about he's, a, he's you know he's quite a fit gentleman yeah but you say that about any football if their engine goes then the, the, it's a kind of cliche that I've, there's, I've, there's nothing I've to suggest that Gerald I've got, a, I've got a draw for cliches here which I've <laughs> brought engine out at the moment I don't think Gerald is our worry um, um, who's your worry then who's your biggest worry Carragher definitely not not a Premier League level I, th- I think he's still he's still comfortably got strikers in his pocket for the most part right for the most part I mean every player goes in and out of form but if we're going to win, if we're going to go all the way to the Champions League, I think he is going to be found wanting towards the end. Do you realise, Paul? Another thing I noticed today is that we've got no number seven. Mm. Number seven, uh, of course, is the the greatest uh, number in uh, uh, the Liverpool's team. I mean, number ten are sort of slightly rivals, but mm. number seven uh, of Keegan and Dalglish fame. And latterly, Smeetra and Kuehl. Um, <laughs> uh, um We've got no number seven. I think that's a crying shame. Um, 
people were saying that they should retire number seven just because I think it's because anybody who's been at number seven since those two places has been crap but um, but uh, who within our squad apart from Gerard could take on the mantle of number seven do you think well, I don't think there's anybody apart from there isn't you. is there I don't I mean what player could you bring in which would take you who could take on the mantle of number seven Messi he, yeah like sure like Hicks is gonna is gonna fund that <laughs> yeah Messi would be nice I, I agree. That's my that's my nightmare scenario. Is that is that Hicks and Gillette will um, is that Gerard and and Carragher will get really old, and then Hicks and Gillette will upset um, Rafa so much that he'll walk out, and then we'll have an aging team and no money, and uh, it's so it'd be a little bit like when. Um, Dalglish walked out and then Sunes took over and it'll be, there will be, it'll be 10 years of, of misery Do you so know that's what? a happy note to end on I think Liverpool <laughs> have been so unpredictable in the last five years that I don't tend to worry about the future you just, <laughs> you, you, you're not quite sure what's going to happen I was clamouring loudest for Rafa to go last season and then, really? sud- and then suddenly no, we, no, just, we just turned it around last season and I said started playing the best football we have done so I just think enjoy the roller we coaster. Were properly good against Burnley although saying that <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, I heard myself say that, and, uh, and then you know it's being good against Burnley's not. Yeah, well, I don't know. But you know, Burnley might be the surprise package this year, mightn't they? It's unlikely, but they, they, might, they might be. So we we could, and then we got West Ham. When we got when we playing West Ham? Saturday. Saturday. So West Ham away. Well, I think of all the games this week, West Ham is the one that's probably the most important because it's traditionally the one we've not we've not done particularly well at. At Upton Park in the <clears> last few seasons. Big old Carton Cole. I've been banging about a Carton Cole today. Um, uh, it's, when did he become good? What happened? What happened? When was that? Everyone gets good. I missed eventually. that email, Ev- and he's just suddenly become that good. Everyone gets good eventually. Eagle Biscan was magnificent for the second half of the well, 2005 campaign. I always like ha- Eagle Biscan. It, it, it happens to everybody. Do you remember that goal he scored up about the halfway line? Who was that against? I don't know Burnley Burnley um, <laughs> but no I mean I think West Ham's a really big game after all if Chelsea win and we we don't we fall ever further behind but more than yeah. that this is the kind of game we've not been winning if away. Man United lose like if they lose one, if they lose their next who are the Man United playing next anybody we know no. Fine, we don't care about them. Uh, oh, they play Man City. Well, there you are. They're, well, hello. If Man City, if Man City beat Man United, then they've had the same start of we as pretty much. And then everybody, st- but but as usual, everybody's saying, "Oh, the most amazing team in the world," and they managed to it sort is, that out. They lose that brilliant player. Now they've got brought in Michael Owen. What a brilliant thing to do! And so, but if they lose one more game, then they've had the same start as us. So they're not. Yeah, actually. it is a bit different though because we we lost at home to Villa and we always beat Villa at home. That and was think, a weird game. And that I think, I th- we should never have lost that Whereas game. Whereas if Man United lose to Man City, they tend to lose. Weird game. They tend though. to lose to Man City on average once a season. So heavily as well. Yeah. Remember that time they beat them five one or something. It was fantastic. So, um, I, I think, think City will do them. Well, we, we yeah. fun to see. You, put, you can put a bet on that on um, uh, segue in here. On um, Paddy Power, Paddy, Paddy Power. I've just somebody shoved this in front of me uh, from the West Ham. Well, the gentleman from the West Ham uh, podcast have just left this behind. And PaddyPower.com forward slash Hammers. They've got um, uh, some bets for the Liverpool West Ham game, and there is a fifty to one bet you can take for Gerard getting booked for diving. Now, I I think that's not a bad. It's not a bad bet. 
because you know I mean far be it for me to say he does dive but he does occasionally <laughs> dive but I mean most professional Gattuso, Gattuso hacked him down you know that <laughs> I know that most <laughs> professional players do dive yeah. there I've said it they do that's part of the that, game sadly yeah. I don't, I'm not saying it's a good thing but um, well, it, but it, 50 to 1 that's not bad especially the way things are going at the moment but that was rescinded that um, the, the Arsenal one wasn't it Eduardo yeah Eduardo. It was rescinded today how does that work? How does Eduardo get? Who who decided that was that, that was not going to happen? Who it, was it? It's because of proof. Isn't Looking it? around the room, who's in charge of that? It's because of proof. <laughs> huh? You're calling somebody a cheat if there's any. Yeah, but that's doubt. fine. If but didn't any... didn't the FA or was it FA Premier League or whatever said right? Okay, that's terrible. What's happened there? He's just and it wasn't. It was it, it was UEFA, UEFA, wasn't it? UEFA said oh, that's terrible. What's happened there? He's dived that. That's a terrible thing. Off the back of loads of aggressive Celtic fans. <laughs> bearing down on him um, and they've said right fine he should be he should be um, that's five games or whatever he got and then suddenly it's just somebody, somebody's gone and said well no actually that's not counting that we're not doing that who said that I thought I thought UEFA were in charge of European football who's yeah, decided that's it, not it happening it was UEFA they've changed their mind have they was yeah. it UEFA who've gone yeah, so, so one room in UEFA said that and the other room said that's, this is this is wrong this is all wrong we need an investigation if anybody's got an investor can tell me actually how what went on or, or whether anything I'm saying has got any truth in it whatsoever um, let's not can, investigate too closely or they could take our Champions League trophy away for driving <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, you know, uh, well, that's not going to that. I mean, we, you know, the next year we, we completely outplayed them. The next, the next Champions League, but except, the except we, we, we played Dirk Kite up, up front on his own. <laughs> well, no, do you think now the madness of playing Dirk Kite up front on his own ever against anybody against Burnley? That ain't gonna happen, is it? You know, that's terrifying. Um, but that's what we did, and we and we left Crouch on the bench, which is bizarre. Everybody's talking about um, who should be playing up front for England. Why is nobody talking about Crouch anymore? I think Crouch is a brilliant player. I thought he was really badly treated for England. Anyway, um, and Carlton Cole, is he the new Heskey? That's what I would like to know. <laughs> uh, no, but is he, though? Because he's, he's, he's got everything, but actually in front of goal, when he has to think, he's not that brilliant. Whereas Heskey, like Heskey, Heskey's a brilliant player, but actually one on one with the keeper, I'll take the keeper every time because he has to use his brain. Mm. But um, it's that moment, isn't it? You lose yeah. your nerve. If you do it on instinct, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I've uh, ra- rambled on quite a lot now, uh, talking uneloquently um, and ill-educated about various various things about alcoholism, racism, and football. <laughs> um, so that what I'll do now is cease doing that. Um, and I'll say thank you very much to you, Paul. Um, and I'll, I'll send these. I'll say these addresses out again in, in the hope that somebody might send some information through to us that we might be able to talk about, so I can avoid those issues. Um, Twitter.com forward slash LFC Life and Death, and uh, the email address is, which uh, annoyingly is different, um, Life and Death at playbackmedia.co.uk thank you very much for listening um, young man in Wyoming uh, please don't go off and do that <laughs> terrible thing you're about to do um, uh, listen to it again <laughs> instead thank you very much goodbye this podcast is a playback media production <laughs> <laughs>